0: Drunk Dish contains adult language that may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: tongs that match nice it's all zodiac themed
0: (gasps) oh cool oh i'm in love with that yeah i gotta take pictures of it tomorrow i'm very excited oh wow you know what i'm also in love with what starting this episode (laughs) what So, hello and welcome to Drunk Dish, where three delicious dishes explore food history and get pickled in the process. Uh, this is episode 30, not 29. I never change the number <laughs> in my notes where we, we will be discussing Washington cake, something that none of us made. Yep. I'm Melissa. I'm Amy. And I'm Kate. This is always <laughs> such a struggle for us. Yeah, we go in the same order. I don't yeah. know what's weird about it. Because I forget that I'm
1: second. That's
0: what's weird about it. So I hesitate There's every that time. pause.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait, what? Is it yeah. me? It's me.
0: Yeah. So nice. Uh, nice. now that we've introduced ourselves every episode, Kate likes to ask us one food-related question. So Kate, what is our question this episode?
2: Okay. This is um, a, a part question, like it's a five part question, but they are one. You have to choose like it's not. Oh, OK. OK. So it's multiple it's an, choice. No, no, no. It's an it's an either or. So. Okay. Oh gosh. All right. OK. So you are at a barbecue, right? huh. Uh-huh. Uh, do you get a burger or a
0: dog? A dog. OK.
2: Mm-hmm. Give me that pink
0: slime. Probably, mm-hmm. probably a dog just because I wouldn't trust. Uh, the burgers to be cooked the way I like.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. All right.
2: Um, do you get coleslaw or baked beans?
0: Neither. Agree. Neither. Potato agree.
2: salad. Okay. No, no, no. Hold on. That's a different choice. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Do you choose potato salad or pasta salad?
0: Uh, pasta. M- so, depends. <laughs> Generally, yeah. I'll do potato salad unless the potato salad is like that store-bought super vinegary potato salad. Mm-hmm, and yep, then I'll yep. go pasta salad. But okay. if the pasta salad is that store-bought not Vinegar- good pasta, right. I won't eat yep. that either. Right. Yep. <laughs> I, I hear I
2: hear both of that. Um, and are you a – would you eat corn on the cob at an outdoor barbecue or no? Yes. I okay. mean, I I do, but I don't eat it off of the cob. I have to cut it off. That's me also. I cannot,
0: I could not eat corn on the cob uh, at a, like outside at a barbecue. That's just not a thing. Yeah. It's not because it's outside. It's just because I have weird things about my teeth and I don't like biting into stuff like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I just, it's super messy, right? It is super messy. Yeah. That's that's funny because,
1: go ahead. I was going to say it changed. I feel like it changes. Like the taste and texture once you cut it off, which is oh, no,
2: not a does. real scientific thing. No, 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 it, it definitely definitely does. does.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's but I does. just can't do it. I don't like getting stuff stuck in between my teeth. And I don't like, like, I don't bite into apples either. I cut them. Mm, <sighs> like, I, I don't ever just eat an apple.
1: Yeah. What?
0: I've got bad teeth.
1: Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. I- <laughs> Uh, so my daughter is about to lose two more teeth. So oh. she's been—I've been telling her to eat apples. So she's been eating apples like crazy to try and get her two wiggly <laughs> teeth to finally come out.
0: That's great. I was—I yeah. was uh, sidebar already. I was on a call for—I uh, did—I um, worked with the ALS Association. I did like a a uh, kickoff event with them and I did drinks or whatever but I was on like the prep call for that and my mm-hmm. friend who was running it has two little kids so she's trying to have this prep call and of course the kids are like yelling and doing all sorts of <laughs> yeah. stuff And she keeps having <laughs> to do her like mom voice and then she's like oh my god I'm so sorry and I'm like it's fine it's <laughs> fine well and then at one point she went what oh oh my god oh my god his loose tooth came out <laughs> oh God! He's bleeding. Okay, buddy. Okay, put it in the little pouch. Put it in the little pouch. Oh, you, there's a lot of blood. Mm. Okay, go wash. Do not, do not spit that on on the floor. Oh God! <laughs> oh, like, like, so he just had blood in his mouth and just like spit it on the floor. And she was just like, she's fucking Christ. I'm like, this is fine. Don't worry about it. This is That's hilarious. Right. Like this is life. This is yeah, life. yeah. Like, don't be embarrassed that your kids are being kids like but I just thought it was so she's like oh my god I can't believe he just lost his tooth right now
2: (laughs) that's great that's great okay this is two more I have two more parts oh my god okay okay um uh hoodsy cup or freeze pop
0: Mm. Mm. okay so I'm gonna say hoodsy cup the only time I like like freeze pop slash popsicle type thing is if it's like a rocket pop Okay, or if I'm, I'm a... trying to be healthier,
2: <laughs> How? you know what?
0: Well, like I get those like all natural
2: ones. No, that no, are no, just, no, no, no. No, we're talking about at the barbecue. You know what kind of freeze pop? Oh, like uh, be.
0: oh yeah, no,
2: uh, like flavor cup. ice. Yeah, Hootsu-cap. Hootsu-cap. okay. okay Amy? I'm gonna go flavored ice. Mm, okay, all right. And then is there something else that you would be like really disappointed that we didn't just talk about that? You know, mm-hmm. if it wasn't at the barbecue. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What? Well, um, well, two things. One okay. is, is I don't like chicken with the bone ends because I don't like to be reminded that it was once a living thing.
0: Sure, um,
1: sure. But <laughs> like barbecue chicken. Okay. Um, I much prefer that to either hamburgers or hot dogs. Oh, for sure. There. And, okay. Then, uh, baked mac and cheese, like good, creamy, thick mac and cheese.
0: I just okay. don't want to eat that on a hot day
1: outside. But you have it as like a side. Like <laughs> yeah, you don't like that's not the that's not the star of the show. That's Sister. just something to compliment. Like and my kids have also gotten into the habit of putting uh my homemade mac and cheese on top of hot dogs when we have cookouts. Oh mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. I Mart.
2: like that. I like that. But yeah, I'm with Melissa on the baked mac and cheese thing. Like that's such a comfort food, like cold weather comfort food. Mm. But I would be willing to try it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I mean,
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't not eat it. I don't yeah, think yeah. I'd try. You just it. don't want to cook it on a hot day. Like no. I get, I get that. But if someone else cooked it, I think um, anything that comes with like a dip, like I just really love dips. Okay. So either like chips and and sour cream and onion dip, or oh, yeah. vegetables and ranch dip, or even like chips and salsa. Like I just want to dip some stuff.
2: Yeah. yeah,
0: I don't care what's getting dipped i just just, just just want to dip it i just need some hummus
2: and some you know good veg to dip in yes all right i like it um that's all i got melissa what are we well what are you drinking (laughs) this is the saddest question of the show I i
0: know it makes it well first what are you guys drinking (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh wow sun silence i don't know what because to... i'm drinking the same thing i've drank the past like four oh, episodes
0: you got that white claw you got that yeah. hot girl summer Get yeah it. i did
1: watermelon white claw tonight
0: Ooh, i haven't had the watermelon one it's very light and refreshing
1: Ooh, light and refreshing mm-hmm. i like it i like it
2: um a very dear friend left um one glass worth of white wine in my <laughs> fridge the other day. <laughs> so, Who could that have been? <laughs> this is what I am partaking in. I didn't uh, drink I, it
0: on purpose.
2: It's, you were <laughs> you were thinking ahead. Yeah. I like yeah. it. I like it. Uh, <laughs> I did. I did spritzerize it a little bit though. I put a. I put some uh, some some seltzer in it. So. I love yeah.
0: a spritzer.
2: Oh, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I also had some like fresh lime. So it's it's tasty. Mm.
0: Yeah. Very crisp, very crisp, very nice. What, what uh, Sauvignon Blanc? That sounds great. Right. Yeah, sure. cool. <laughs> That's what I brought. Part it's of my white and dry and tasty. <laughs> yeah, part of my TCM wine club wine. Hey, TCM. Maybe uh, you want to sponsor us. I think White Claw will probably sponsor us before TCM will. I would freaking take it. I would love to be sponsored by White Claw. Oh, my God. So great. So anyway, since we are talking about Washington cake um, Mm -hmm. and Martha Washington was kind of like a historic entertainer, Mm -hmm. um, I decided to make Martha Washington's rum punch. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I haven't tried it yet. So the original. So this was I don't really have like history for it because they're not really sure like when it came about. All that historians know, this was preserved by the um, Mount Vernon, like Historical Society mm-hmm. um, at the at the Washington Mount Vernon site. And they have this recipe um, and it's what they think that she served at their many parties. Uh, And functions because we know Martha uh, liked to partake. Yep. Um, She basically invented happy hour. So, like, yes, bitch is a queen. Um, I also have it in here. I have her name written in here at one point as Marth. (laughs) You know, good old Marth. (laughs) Um, So, anyway, real familiar with her. That's all. Yeah. So, anyways, there's like, it's supposed to be a punch bowl recipe. So the original recipe is nine ounces of dark rum, twelve ounces of um, like gold golded rum, six ounces of Grand Marnier, nine ounces of fresh lemon juice, nine ounces of fresh orange juice, nine ounces as of spiced simple syrup, and then six ounces of club soda. So you mix all the non-bubbly stuff together, and then you let it cool in the fridge for a few hours or whatever, and then you take it out, dump it in a bowl. Um, over a giant cube of ice or a bunch of ice, and then pour the club soda in, so it's like a spritzy drink. Um, um i I adapted it, obviously for one person. Well, you didn't
2: you didn't, you didn't put
1: thirty six <laughs> ounces of
0: <laughs> I don't even have twelve ounces of alcohol, <laughs> like of rum. Like all of my rum bottles have like four ounces left in them. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so what i I adapted because I couldn't find a single, like a single serving recipe. So what I did was one ounce of dark run. Uh, I'm already drunk guys. One <laughs> ounce of dark rum, two ounces of the gold rum. I use the uh, Appleton estate five year. The recipe specifically calls for Appleton estate 12 year rum, which is like mad expensive. So no, yeah. thank you. I did a half ounce of Grand Marnier, half ounce of fresh lemon juice, half ounce of fresh orange juice, and then um, a half ounce of spice simple syrup. Threw all that stuff in a shaker with ice, strained it into a cup, and then uh, used club soda to fill. Um, Easy peasy. And then the spice simple syrup is just your kind of general spiced or general simple syrup recipe. It's one cup of sugar, and then you're going to add a bunch of spices, so four whole black peppercorns, two whole cloves, one cinnamon stick, one star anise, one strip of orange zest, and one cup of water. Um, so you're going to bring that all to a simmer. Make sure that the um, sugar gets all dissolved and stuff. Simmer for about five minutes. Um, at this point, you can remove, uh, if you want a milder flavor, you can remove the star anise and like throw it away. I, don't, I didn't do that. Um, and then you simmer another 10 minutes more. Re- remove it from the heat. Let it cool completely. And then sieve it. So get all the solids out um, and put it in the refrigerator in an airtight container for up to one month. Um, Wow. I keep my simple syrup way more than one month. Like, so I already had a a spice simple syrup made um, that I made from Demerara sugar. And I think I made it in March. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally fine. (laughs) Like,
2: yeah, there's nothing in it that's going to go bad.
0: But also, don't listen to me because I am not a scientist or a doctor. (laughs) So something tells you. That food only lasts for a certain amount of time. You should probably uh, go buy that. I'm just saying. But I don't know. If it wasn't,
2: like, as far as that's concerned, like, sugar water, if it wasn't growing something on the top of it, you're probably fine.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah. Mm. I like that
0: noise. Yeah, it's good. It it reminds me a lot of a Mai Tai.
1: I'm going to drink my White Claw and imagine.
0: Except that it has those kind of warming spices, which really isn't what I want right now. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, It's much more of like a wintry, I feel like, like a wintry, you know, Christmas party punch. Yeah. Uh, but it's good. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of a Mai Tai just with spices in it. Nice. Hmm. I'll to try that sometime. And that's all I got, baby. Nice. It, very, I turn it over to nice. you, Amy. I'm am so excited
1: to talk to you all topic. about Washington cake.
0: Um, I have, uh, Amy, I have a sidebar real quick. I apologize. <sighs> Yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, this is a this is a better system. not be what I think it's gonna be. Go ahead. <laughs> is it a Hamilton sidebar? Of course it's a Hamilton oh, sidebar. Oh for fuck's sake. We've gone so long. If you Why don't know you tell me that, Kate. <laughs> so I would have not granted you a heavy sigh. Hey, so those broke out in song. Oh my god. So Kate, I assume asked about barbecue stuff because we're recording on the third. So tomorrow is fourth of July. Yep. Which, before Kate's sidebar, I do have a sidebar about that because I've seen a lot of posts that are like, 4th of July is bullshit and there's nothing to celebrate in this country and I agree. Right now, like, this country is fucked up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I've also been thinking a lot about this and I also feel like the country overall is going through a lot right now and obviously there are trash people that are causing that but the majority of the people in this country are good people Mm -hmm. and we need shit to celebrate. Like, Like, we need to be able to chill out. And, I mean, I know in a lot of places people can't gather because we're in a fucking pandemic. Um, But luckily in New Hampshire we're doing – we're doing okay. Please please
2: knock on something that is made of Yeah, knock on particle board. That's
0: the closest thing I got here. No, I'm knocking – I have multiple wood objects near me and I knocked on all of them and I'm not (laughs) even superstitious. But, like, people (laughs) – necklace fell down uh people need something to celebrate and it's not like only white people celebrate the fourth of july like all types of different people different backgrounds celebrate the fourth of july like i understand that it's shitty right now and that i don't think we should be going out and just blindly being like america's the best country in the world bro like that's not the case but let people have one fucking day (laughs) Where yeah. they can just like hang out at a fucking barbecue if they can do so in their in their state. And they're not going into lockdown again like most of California. Um, yeah. But, but like that- Instead of saying America's the greatest, we could say America's a work in progress. And we're trying
1: really hard, some of yeah. us. Yeah. And we're calling out the bullshit people who aren't trying really hard.
0: Okay. So, Kate, what was your stupid Hamilton sidebar?
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, excuse me. You're a brilliant... Hamilton sidebar. Yeah, Hamilton you.
0: came out on Disney Plus today, everybody. So, you know, yes. go give that yes. awful fucking corporation your money so that you can watch Hamilton.
1: Kate, okay, continue. You're in a safe space now. Just ignore Melissa.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I'm feeling very attacked. <laughs> uh, all all I wanted to ask, Amy, is if you had had a chance to partake yet
1: in Not yet. the I glory. i going to, when we're done Yeah, when we're done recording, I'm gonna go down and watch it with my mom. Excellent. Oh,
0: I kind of assumed you guys didn't have Disney Plus. What? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I
1: don't
0: know. Have you not heard her talk
2: about how many many times she watches Moana?
1: (laughs) I mean (laughs) Jake and I are currently watching all of the Marvel movies in chronological order based on when they were set,
0: not filmed. Oh, that's funny. It's not fun. It's not fun. It's interesting. I mean, look—they put a lot of work in. We're not going to get on a, a <laughs> Marvel. <laughs> I can't. I'm drunk. I'm going to say something. I'm going to regret later. Um, yeah, we're at the point. We're, we're at the point in the series
1: where we're just like, Hawkeye, why are you there? Right. Which is pretty early, actually. Mm-hmm. We've been yeah. at that point for a while. But well,
0: yeah, he doesn't really get much to do.
1: Yeah. The Age yeah. of Ultron. They try and make it seem like he like he's the glue that holds the team together, but
0: he's not. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> Um one Sorry. of my coworkers wants to have a Hamilton watch party. So I might yeah. yes. I might do that with him. Um yeah. I already I'm, told, I'm so excited. I already so, I told mean, your other
2: coworker that I work with that I happen to live with that you need mm-hmm. to do that.
0: Well, it's funny because um my coworker was saying like, "Oh, we should have a watch party." And I was like, "Hey, Dan, Dan, you think that you'll be able to be on that watch party cuz you'll probably have not seen it yet, right?" Even though your wife is gonna watch it like six times on Friday, and he was like, "Yeah, I might catch it once or twice in passing." <laughs> so, um, for anybody who
2: doesn't know, it started streaming at three a.m. this morning. <laughs> oh my god! Did I, you wake up early? Because I checked, <laughs> uh, I did not watch it at three. Uh, I although I did consider staying up to watch it, uh, but I did watch it at six. <laughs>
0: The thing is this is what I wanted like I've said I want to see this stuff like but I Mm -hmm. I can't jump on the bandwagon of being like oh my god Hamilton's amazing without actually seeing it that's just not the type of person I am I'm not going to just listen to the songs and be like you know so I am excited that I get to see it but not excited for the renewed uh, Hamilton sidebars that I'm sure are going to happen well so
2: in just to, to be fair to be fair. Regardless of whether whether this show uh, started streaming today or not, this is the Washington cake episode. I'm pretty sure it was going
1: to happen. Oh, yeah, no I, got I, a, I got a few references to <laughs> notes. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> sidebar I am, over.
0: <laughs> I am drinking heavily.
1: Oh boy! So I'm going to take us back to the American Revolution. I love you guys so much.
0: I I, and, even is... though, and even though you can't see me, I still do the hand do thing. The hands. I, yeah. I picture it. I see it in my mind's eye. It's beautiful.
1: Oh, I miss you. Oh. Um, <laughs> so the revolution, obviously very messy business. Um, as soon as we declare independence, there's this question of who the fuck is in charge.
2: Mm-hmm. so
0: we as a revolting this, group of colonies we got this real weird weirdo over here with his fucking wooden teeth let's uh because that's true right that's not a rumor that he actually had wooden teeth um nope he had the teeth of slaves oh god um, okay uh... i knew he didn't actually have wooden teeth <laughs> i didn't know that the alternative was that fucking awful okay sorry continue yeah yeah it's that awful. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> just jumping right in tonight um Thanks. so we have this question of who the fuck is in charge right we are waging war against the british empire which no force on earth has yet been able to be victorious against in battle yeah, yeah. um no colony under their uh leadership has been able to successfully revolt to to date Um, So it's a big fucking deal and we need to figure out who's in charge. So the um, colonies create a Congress and they appoint some dude named Peyton Randolph as the president of the Continental Congress. Now, the Continental Congress, they're the ones that's like in charge of like sending supplies to the troops and figuring out like strategy like they're obviously Congress votes on these things, but they're the ones that kind of lead Congress Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um, through all these big questions. Uh, So they do that in 1774 on September 5th. Um, He becomes the de facto leader of this fledgling, almost not quite yet country. And the Articles of the Confederation, which actually creates the executive branch, aren't created until 1781. So this is really weird, like, flux period in American history where we declare independence and we're like, yeah, we're our own people. Like, this is going to rock. And then, like, there's this huge gap in time before we actually have the government that we do today. Mm -hmm. And it comes from a lot of arguments and bloodshed. Um, So up until this point, there was, like I said, no executive branch. Um, Peyton Randolph, who's the president of the Continental Congress, it's almost like a prime minister kind of role. Um, And... Congress uh, appoints a new person every single year. So there's not really an opportunity to have like a continuation of leadership. Mm. Um, they Congress is elected and then Congress votes and um, they're the ones that appoint the president. So it's it's a democratic republic. So the, the people who at this time were white landowning
0: people Mm -hmm. who had a certain Mm -hmm. amount of wealth yeah
1: they would vote for their representatives for the continental congress and then the continental congress would then vote for the president the person who's leading them
0: essentially the same we have now with the electoral college right yeah because like we vote but ultimately the electoral college decides who's going to be president and they can like flip their votes and stuff Mm -hmm. which is fucking insane yeah. But it was put the, in place because they thought we were too dumb to pick
1: and also representation
0: because I mean, the, you know, coastal elite would be able to pick all the people if we just did it by popular vote.
1: Yeah, I don't really take umbrage with the too dumb to vote thing. Because <laughs> yeah, you see how 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 quickly like people can be swayed by oh, populism. Sure. Um yeah.
0: But that's but it's a broken implying... system. We've got to fix yeah. it. <laughs> that's implying that the people in the Electoral College are any smarter than us on this show, which I do not. not believe. So I pulled up this nope. picture though. <laughs> is this Ben yes. Franklin? Yeah, I have that picture. Look I have that at picture this, in the notes. This motherfucker.
2: <laughs> yeah. He is, he is
0: such a fucking player. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, what yeah. a curve. You ever hear the thing yeah. about him and old women? Mm, no. <laughs> mm. That they they fuck just as good, if not better, actually. He said they fuck better than young women, and all you got to do is put a bag over their head, and the rest is oh. the same. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If you don't know Fucking about a Ben Franklin's sexual history, you've got to look into it. Because this guy was probably a member of a bunch oh. of clubs. Like, I mean, he seems like a fun dude. Uh, I don't know very many stories of him, like, being... You know, awful in terms of like beating women or anything like that, but he definitely uh got around and yeah, said that you should definitely sleep with older women because they're more experienced and better, but all you could do is put something over their head.
1: <laughs> oh, no thanks. Mm,
0: in this there's picture, a, there's... I just go, Yeah, yeah, this guy said that. Yeah. For sure. Look at him. Oh my Yeah, God. the way he's sitting, his swagger for sure. He's the only one in this picture with swagger. Yep. Yeah. I don't know Washington. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say it's really <laughs> swag. It's more like presence, pomp. Yeah, yeah, pomp is a good word. Yeah, this guy is waving to somebody. Hi. All right. Sorry, I just I saw yeah. him and was like, this is hilarious. Okay. Yeah,
1: he's like he's positioned in the center and he's just like sitting if, back, like yeah, I almost fucking we ever post what you to the do blog
0: again. We'll upload it. <laughs> Yes, I promise I'll start posting again. I, I sorry, ed- I didn't post the last recipe, so it's not just on you, Amy.
1: Okay, we'll we'll get on it. There's it's a been, fucking pandemic. It's if you don't rough, know, listeners,
0: it's been a rough few weeks. Okay, so sorry, it's been a rough uh, fucking year. They so Congress is put together, and then they vote like the people right. pick their representation, and then their representation votes for who should run the country. Right. Okay. So And we're not technically a
1: country at this point because we haven't fully won the revolution. Sure. Right. So so at this point, like I said, it's a prime minister kind of role. And the first president of the United States in Congress assembled is like the official title, which is a fucking mouthful. Um, And once 1781 comes around and there's the articles of the confederation so again at this point there's no executive branch we just have like a kind of like a loose assembling of a country and government at this point um the congress asked samuel Johnston of north carolina to become the president of the united states in congress assembled and he's like nope no thank you the beer guy i don't know i didn't pull up a picture of what he looked like so no
0: that's sam adams never mind
1: yeah the beer, oh, okay. you said beer guy. I thought you said beer beard. Guy. De- oh no, no,
0: no. Guy. no beer like he guy. had a beard. Oh yeah, no,
1: no, not no. Um, <laughs> not Sam Adams. So Johnson's like, no, I'm good, thanks. So then Congress moves on to their second choice, who's Thomas McCain of Delaware, and he stills, serves in that role for a um just for a few months until October nineteen eighty one. He resigns. Huh. Um but he resigns right when the British surrender Yorktown, which is like one of the last hurrahs of the Revolutionary War. So I think he was like, OK, like we're done with like wartime leadership. We're ready for like how are we going to move forward and build as a country? So I think like his resignations in, it coincides with that major event. So I kind of think it was influenced by that major event. But mm. people who know more could probably correct me. Feel free to. Yes, please engage um, the- with
0: us on social media so we're not we know we're not just <laughs> screaming into the ether. Uh, yes, Come on, reply guys. I know you're out there.
1: <laughs> so then the role goes to John Hansen of Maryland. And he's chosen and he's the first guy out of, of the people that they've chosen to actually serve a full year as the president of Congress. Um and then there's seven other people to follow in his footsteps. So It isn't until 1789 that the U.S. Constitution actually becomes ratified. So, again, from when we declare independence all the way until 1789, we don't have the former government that we do today. We have this kind of, like loose assembly of states where states are in a lot of control of their own territories there's no real federal government there's a congress and they make decisions based on like kind of what's good for the country as a whole but there's no executive branch there's no judicial branch and there's no entity that's kind of like overseeing the whole process so this brings us to the constitutional convention um at this point, we've won the war, and we have to decide what form of government we're going to take on. So, the picture you pulled up earlier, Melissa, is actually a painting of uh, uh someone how someone imagines the constitutional convention going down. Oh, this so, is all of the... they
0: imagine it. It's not like a look. Well... I was looking at this as fact, Amy. <laughs> I want <laughs> to know that ben
1: has Franklin... an unknown artist has an okay. unknown artist. So, it might have been someone who is there, but there's there's. I don't think there's any records that indicate that there was, like, a portrait painter there, like, yeah. capturing people live,
0: like, like, in real time. like, a couple people are looking at, I almost said looking at the camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, looking in the direction of the, from the perspective that the painting would have been painted mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It looks like it would have been really hot in there. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. When did this um, take place? So
1: it take, took place in 1787. That's when the Constitutional Convention took place from May to September. So right during the summer Oof. months. But it took place in Philadelphia.
0: Still. So
1: the Constitutional Convention did not take place in Washington, D.C. because Washington, D.C. was not a real place yet.
0: I mean, it's um, barely a real place now. So
1: Oh, yeah. So this time Philadelphia Give them was the statehood. most... statehood. Yes. Um, uh, Amy's totally I- I- getting that. interrupted a lot this episode (laughs) every (laughs) sentence okay 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 Okay, so at this point in time philadelphia is the most populated city in the the what is now the united states uh that's a population of 44,000 people in 1787 so when the constitutional convention descends upon this city you have all of these um elected officials the congress essentially they show up And the original plan was just to revise the Articles of the Confederation. so those were the things that gave Congress any kind of authority or power. And it was also the thing that established a president of the Confederation Congress, not an executive branch, not a judicial branch yet, right? So they show up and they're like, okay, we're just going to revise this because now that we're like a real country, like we got to put our big boy pants on and like figure out what the fuck we're going to do and how we're going to lead. Um, and there's two factions that that um, come to light. One is the revisionists. So these are the people that are like, okay, we just need minor revisions. What we've already laid out is good. And then there's the people who want like a completely new form of government. Um, and this constitutional convention... Uh, Congress appoints someone to preside over this convention specifically. So they don't want to take away the um, president of the Congress's um, kind of focus and authority. He still needs to run the country as it is right now. So they appoint someone else new to be in charge of presiding over this convention to figure out how the country should be run in the future. And that guy is George Washington. So it took me a really long time to just get to say his name. I'm just now realizing that. This whole episode's about. We don't do
0: anything quickly, okay? (laughs) We don't.
1: Booze is involved. It slows us.
0: No, I mean like the country, but also the world. Mm -hmm. Any sort, any government Mm -hmm. takes fucking forever to do anything. So.
1: Yep. So those of you who don't know, up until this point, George Washington was an extraordinary general uh for the revolutionaries during the revolutionary war um he was famous for a couple of things one was the way in which he retreated um Chop- but he chopping down yeah. a
0: cherry tree
1: well having not yet.
0: having wooden teeth
1: It's is uh, wooden teeth <laughs> Okay, um, so go ahead. yeah so but he's he's got like a really good rep at this point essentially as being like a war hero so no, he's like
0: can you say more about the retreat what it how did how did he get so com- he like- retreated
1: yeah he retreated in very strategic ways so the um, american revolutionists didn't have the ammunition or the manpower that the british soldiers did and like i said great britain had had quelled other rebellions other in the world in their colonies really successfully really quickly um george washington was really great at being like okay we don't have food to survive the winter we don't have enough bullets so what mm. we're going to do is we're going to retreat to a point and draw the British soldiers in and bottleneck them, and then we can fuck them up with what little ammunition we have. Um, like so that. so he would retreat strategically, um, and he would get the British soldiers to follow him. And he had done something really similar for the British during the French and uh, Indian War. So he had been like a war hero before the Revolutionary War, too. Uh, French and Indian War is a horrible piece of American history, which I'm sure we'll talk about in another
0: episode. Mm.
1: We do not have time to talk about it tonight,
0: though. Definitely not.
1: Yeah. Um, So George Washington is heading up the Constitutional Convention. We have the revisionists and we have the people that want to form a new government. Um, The people who want to form a new government, Mm -hmm. they're headed up by James Madison and Alexander Hamilton. Cue so. So they have like a hard one or hard battle to fight like to convince you because these articles are just drafted right like they they're relatively new so they should in theory still work for this young fledgling government um the way that the new government people are able to convince convince the revisionists to completely like throw out what they had and start from scratch was two main things one was there is a lot of fucking paperwork Mm. so As a new country with no executive branch, all of the paperwork fell to Congress and the Congress people. I guess I can say congressmen because they were all white dudes at this point.
0: Yeah.
1: Um yeah, they were like I hate paperwork. Like <laughs> we need to do something about this. An executive branch might streamline this process. So this is kind of how they like sold the idea of an executive branch was, was that like okay, Senate would still really continue to handle the super important stuff, but the executive branch if we created one, they could attend the less important matters. Um and they could sign off on all the the paperwork that we need them to sign off on. Um, And then the other main factor was debt. So each of the individual states at this point had taken on the the debt individually of the Revolutionary War. And this made it so that some states had a lot more debt than other states. So, for instance, most of the northern uh, states with urban centers, they were in charge of manufacturing things like munitions. Um, They had a lot of debt. Um, Where the southern states, they, like, supplied soldiers, but they didn't really have material like that mm. to supply, um so there is this kind of like unequal balance and who owed what for the Revolutionary War. So up until this point, all of the individual states are like, okay, like New York is like super in debt, but Virginia is fine because all of our plantations are run by enslaved people who don't get paid. Right. Um, <laughs> so there is this this weird situation going on. So those two things, the debt and the paperwork, are what compel all of the people show up to the constitution convention to have open minds somewhat to completely gutting their new fledgling government in place for something new. Um, the first plan that's put forward is called the Virginia plan. It's drafted by Madison um, and it's meant to just like, be like a really robust upgrade to the articles of confederation. So Madison introduced the idea of representation according to population. Now this really favors Southern states heavily um because southern states were really heavily populated mm. um the plan essentially broadened the debate um to include what form and structure and power the federal government would have and it opened up the convention to be able to have like a bigger debate about like the powers of the federal government um they also started to introduce ideas like separation of branches of government during this plan too um and included two legislative branches um And like I said, the legislative setup kind of favored the large southern states like Virginia for representation. And then the Northerners came up with their own plan called the New Jersey plan. Um, They proposed a single chamber legislator. And then uh, each state would have equal representation regardless of size or population. So under the Virginia plan, more people, more land equals more representation. And under the Jersey plan, it doesn't matter how big your state is or how many people live there. You all have equal representation. So both plans really pissed people off. Like the (laughs) the Virginia plan like pissed off all the Northerners um, because they didn't have as much land. Mm -hmm. And then the Jersey plan pissed off the Southerners because it put them on um, what they saw as like a disadvantaged playing field. So they they thought to themselves like, hey, we have more of the country's population. So we should have more of like the decision making power. Um, So fights break out at the convention. George Washington keeps his cool, keeps his calm. Tries to get everybody to come together and come to a consensus. He opens it up for debate. And what happens is what's called the Connecticut Compromise. So it's a middle ground between the two plans. So they create what we have today, which is a House of Reps, which is based on population and size of your state, and then the Senate, which is equal number of representatives regardless of the size of your state or the size of your population. And from that, they form the first draft of the Constitution. Um, George Washington creates a committee of detail, so they're the ones that are like have to like rough out the plans of the Constitution, and he appoints um, I think five, no, six dudes to it: John Rutledge, Edmund Randolph, Oliver Ellsworth, James Wilson, and Nathaniel Gorham, who like I feel like most Americans have probably never fucking heard of, even though they're the ones responsible for writing the Constitution. <laughs> so American education for the win and George Washington's leading this convention right so he's appointed uh, he's appointed all these people to the committee of detail he's literally line editing the drafts as they go Um, like there's actual copies of early drafts of the constitution too with his line edits in it which is really really cool and then after they're done he appoints the committee of style and they're the ones that like put in all the flower language and make it sound fancy
0: style I like that how do I get on that committee uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think you gotta have you gotta have a lot of flair. Like Alexander Everything has David Bowie on it.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's that's that's not I don't think uh, what do you help. mean? What that's not what they're looking
0: for. <laughs> fine.
1: <laughs> so Washington appoints like all of the good writers to the committee of style to make it sound cool and impressive, essentially. So Hamilton is appointed. Um William Samuel Johnson. Governor Morris, his first name was governor, which is weird. Um, Yeah, it's felt like that, too. It's G-O-U-V-E-R-N-E-U-R. So it's like if you said governor with a British accent, that's how it would sound. Love it. Yep. He wrote the preamble of the Constitution. And then you also have James Madison and Rufus King, too. So they're the ones that put all the kind of like their flair and style. So we know their names a lot more than we know the names of the dudes who like roughed it out and like figured out the structure of the document. So the document's finally finished by 1789, and it gets ratified. And it's a very different document than the Articles of Confederation. So like I said, there's three branches of government now. The executive branch ends up having a lot more power than originally intended, um, partially and in thanks to Hamilton. Um, he wants the federal government to assume state's debt. There's a song about that in Hamilton. Mm. Um. <laughs> I'm trying,
2: Melissa. This is how I much I love you. I'm trying so hard. I have hard. been,
0: I have been fucking terrible this episode, so I deserve whatever <laughs> you've got. It's fine. Oh boy, this episode will be 16
2: hours
1: long. So yeah. <laughs> Um, there, they also though create checks and balances from the judicial and legislative branches to kind of quell the concerns about a big executive branch. Because at this point, everybody's fear is that we're gonna have a fucking king king again. We don't want a king. So right, the question now we has, have a
0: dictator. Sorry, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> nervous laughter. So the question is, as we're ratifying this Constitution in 1789. Who is gonna lead us? Like who is gonna be the first president of the United States? And it's this huge question that's kind of like looming over the Constitutional Convention. And like the the there's this kind of assumption At this event, because like I said, George Washington is taking leadership over this event. So there's this kind of assumption that it's going to be Washington. Like, he has an amazing military record. He's a war hero. Like, he is already considered a father of the country, even though the country is very young. And he's showing that he has the ability to lead legislatively as well during this convention, too. That he has the ability to not just lead soldiers, but to lead men who, you know, can write and, um, you know, dictate laws of the land um and not just fight with their hands. So it's presumed that he will be the first president as they're drafting this. So part of the reason why they're able to convince those those like naysayers who just want minor revisions to the articles of the confederation is because they're they're thinking like, hey, the most likely guy to be president of the United States is going to be George Washington and we know he's a solid person aside from owning hundreds of slaves. Um <laughs> I mean but, all, right, all right, we're not gonna continue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um that will come into play in a little bit. Um so so there's still anger and resentment and disagreements as this article or as this constitution is getting ratified. Um and you can see that like this is when the the seedlings of a two-party system start to take root in the United <sighs> States. Yep, it's this early. It's this early. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um so John Adams he wants to change the title of president because it doesn't sound important enough. Um and then other people think that like okay if we make it sound more important then we're essentially appointing a king and we can't do that. So there's this like huge hold, debate hold, even just about the language. Hold on. Did yep. John
0: <laughs> Did John, John Adams
1: related at, to Sam Adams?
0: Did he actually look like James Gandolfini?
1: He was short and and round, and everybody round. hated him.
0: No, everybody hated him. He doesn't look like he doesn't Sit look it like down him. John. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I guess they did a pretty good job. All right, continue. <laughs> yep. So, I, like,
1: literally, everyone hates John Adams at this time. Um, sorry, John Adams. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, we have the beginnings of a two-party system forming at this point. So Washington had led the revolution, and now he had successfully led off the battlefield as well during the constitutional convention. So he is he ends up becoming the first president, as we know, the United States of America. He's sworn in on April 30th, 1789. Now, at this point, the capital of the country is in New York City. So the Constitutional Convention had happened in Philadelphia. The capital's in New York City. Washington moves all of his family and he hand selects seven enslaved people um, working in his household to relocate everybody to New York City as a capital. And as soon as he gets there, remember how I told you that there's this kind of like feud brewing between, um, you know, people who want the country to feel important, like John Adams, and people who are like deathly afraid of a new king, like James Madison. Um, so Love a there's this feud. Yep. So there's already this debate even about where the capital of the country should happen, should be mm-hmm. held. Um, so because of these political factions brewing too – um, Hamilton sees this as an opportunity, starts to push for more federal power because one thing that didn't get resolved during the Constitutional Convention is who is going to assume all that state debt. So that was one of the driving forces between actually creating a federal government. Um, but they didn't – They their purpose there was not to decide what would happen to the debt. So Hamilton gets offered Secretary of Treasury and he pushes to have this. Madison and Jefferson disagree. There's a whole – song about it and Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry <laughs> Melissa. <It's fine. laughs> because like I said, they're worried about a return to monarchy. Um, and um, Washington has to find a compromise. You know, he's torn because he like knows that, that Hamilton has these like good ideas that, that need to happen in order for our country to be successful. But he's also from Virginia, like Madison and Jefferson, like he has that Southerner mindset um, so he understands their concerns as well. So there's this legendary dinner party that takes place. You mentioned earlier that Martha Washington was, like, this amazing hostess, right? And we talked mm-hmm. about this during the Thomas Jefferson episode. Right. We talked about, like, ice cream and waffles and, and like, all of the, like, weird – I, should, I shouldn't say weird – all of the um, European delicacies that he um, introduced to American society, right? So – Um, All of these exotic foods at the time were served like ice cream at this dinner, and Hamilton's there with his wife, Washington's there with his wife, and Jefferson and Madison are both there with their wives as well, and they come to an agreement about everything. So they're saying, okay, you know what, Hamilton, we'll give you the Federal Reserve, we'll allow the federal government to assume state stats, it will make a stronger country. We don't agree with it because we also know it'll make a stronger executive branch, and that scares us. But the only way that we'll do that is if you move the capital of our country to the south. So mm. they agree. And the construction on District of Columbia begins. So at this point, there's literally a fucking swamp outside of Maryland. Like, and they... So uh, you might have heard the phrase, drain the swamp.
0: Mm. I heard that somewhere.
1: Yeah, somewhere. Um, it l- literally was a swamp at one point. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. So um, they d- started construction on building a new city for the whole purpose of it being like a completely neutral territory that could not be persuaded by any of the states, by any how, of the Congress. At how
0: at this time is there already such a dividing line between North and South? You motherfuckers are all from the same <laughs> place. like w- Because their economies
1: are completely different. Like the economy of the South me. for the past 100 years. 50 years has been built off of slave labor, has been built off of plantation work and agriculture. And the economy of the North has switched to a completely urbanized scenario already where there's factories and there's people living in closer proximity. They have completely different needs.
0: It's just baffling so, to me that pe- they all came from the same fucking place and it, they, they separated so quickly And like just became two completely different types of people. Like literally even now going to the south is almost like going to a different country. Of course I say that as a northerner. I'm sure people that were raised in the south and come north think the same thing. For sure. Oh yeah.
1: It's funny that you say that though because in every culture and country in the entire fucking world there is a divide between the north part and the south part.
0: You're right. (laughs) Like it's not a
1: pure American thing there's and there's actually um there's a really great short story i cannot remember the name of the author of so i probably shouldn't even bring it up but that that takes place in africa in like a um a village and i can't remember even what country it takes place in but there's like a divide between like the northern village and the southern village and it's like the, yeah. like why why <laughs> but i think in america like it's like Clearly, there's like a completely different economy that can be built based on the geography of the land and based on the climate, too. So, like I said, South is agriculture. Like the there all of the inventions and innovations that happen in the South happen with the sole purpose of making the land more fertile or making it more make uh, produce more things like cotton, where all of the innovations that happen in the North are things that, like, um you know, have to do with industry, um, have to do with... Or um, yeah, or finance, like, things like that. So it's it's completely different things that the economies are built off of in these
0: geographic regions, and
1: that informs what those communities' needs are based yeah, on that.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, and now I can't remember the exact quote, and it's going to drive me nuts, but, like, you say, well, they're so big. Mm-hmm. But, like, even in England, it's the same thing. Like, the Mm -hmm. North and South are completely different. And I remember watching a season of Great British Bake Off, right? And you have Paul Hollywood, who I think is from the North, and Mary Berry, who I think is from the South. And they're talking about biscotti. And he dips his biscotti in his tea, and she gives him, like, a look. And he's like, what? (laughs) She's like, oh, we don't do that in the South. And I'm like, your country (laughs) is so fucking small. What are you talking about? Uh Mm-hmm. But like I guess the south is like more proper and have more yeah. rules around being like, you know, etiquette and that sort of stuff. And the north is like, you know, more of what you see in I don't know, Guy yeah. Ritchie films or something. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's so weird. I never thought about it before. I'm going to be thinking about this a lot when I go to bed tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah. You should. You'll notice it in like anything. It's oh, yeah. there is this weird feud between the north and south parts People of any community
0: here <laughs> stuff.
1: Yeah, even like, and I live in a very small rural town in rural New Hampshire, like our population, except (laughs) for
2: our
1: population is like 5000 people year round, like it's it triples in the summertime, because we have a lot of seasonal residents. But there is a distinct difference between the people who live in the south east part of the town as opposed to the northwest part of the town Well,
0: yeah i mean you can say that because there tends to be real estate lines where like people that are more affluent live in a certain part of town oh yeah 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 Yeah. but i think
1: that's that's the same the same thing right you have these grand Mm -hmm. estates you have these plantations like i said in the south it's a completely different economy Um, so there's this legendary dinner that happens, right? Ice cream is served as we talked about in the waffles and Jefferson episode. Um, and they come to this agreement. So construction in the district of Columbia begins The new capital is temporarily moved to Philadelphia, which I don't understand why they wouldn't just be like, okay, we'll just stay in New York for a bit. Right. Um, until it's done, but they decide to move to Philadelphia, I guess, to like be a little bit closer to the South. I, I feel like that's like just so marginally different but like i said philadelphia is also the most populous city Mm. in the country at this point it's bigger than new york city um and then what happens is like to everyone's surprise in 1797 george washington decides not to run for re-election um at this point there's no rules on how many times you can run for re-election so and like I said, he there's this like feeling that was just pervasive over the whole Constitutional Convention that like it was going to be George Washington. Like the reason why everyone was so okay with the executive branch getting like incrementally more power is because it's going to be George Washington. Like we know he's not going to use it. He's going to be fine. And then he decides to step away, which is, I guess, like exactly what they hoped for, but still incredibly surprising to everybody because he seemed like such a solid leader to them, both politically and militarily as well. I so mean, he just has compared oh, to ahead. Washington. Really, everyone looks small, right? <laughs> Melissa, you'll get all these references when you watch. Oh, them. I
0: didn't even know that was a reference. I'm on Twitter. Kate's been
1: Kate's <laughs> been dropping them like every <laughs> everything she has said so far. This episode has been a reference to Hamilton. <laughs> but thanks for telling me you're listening to me. I appreciate
0: I it. I'm i a woman. Uh, I can multitask. I don't have any children. I have to multitask some way.
1: Oh, boy. I just
0: didn't know they so, were Hamilton references. Yeah, they're all Hamilton know?
1: references.
2: The, I mean, that's the assumption the should be, yeah. Yeah, at this point.
1: So Washington steps away. He doesn't run for re-election. He instead retires. He goes back to Mount Vernon and he delivers his famous goodbye address where he lays out the hopes of the future of the country, which there's also a song about in Hamilton. Um... <laughs> And then within two years, he dies. Um, and then in 1800, yeah, yeah three years after he um, he decides not to run for election, one year after he dies, the new capital is completed and named for him. So, the, like, obviously, like I said, like, Washington was a war hero. Um, and he was a great leader in a lot of capacities. But he was only president of the United States for four years. Um, he became this symbol though for even like in early American history when he dies he becomes immortalized Mm. Um, it happens almost immediately after his death so you have these fables like the story you mentioned earlier about Washington having wooden teeth like that was part of a fable that was written in I think 1806 about George Washington so he becomes like almost like a like a Davy Crockett yeah. or like... I
0: thought like the, like, that like I of cannot character. tell a lie thing was a bunch of bullshit too.
1: Yes, it is.
0: With the tree but and...
1: All these stories come out because, because like people want to idolize him. Like he is yeah. a symbol of our of our young nation. So between his success in the French and India War and then his leadership during the revolution and then during the Constitutional Convention and finally as the nation's first president too, he becomes an idol for this young country... And people start naming literally fucking everything yeah. after him. Um, <laughs> so, the District of Columbia was just going to be the District of Columbia. And then he dies. So, they call it Washington District of Columbia. They, they name oh it my for Oh, my God. Him. Um, never.
0: <laughs> it's so <laughs> fucking stupid. I never like was like, Washington, D.C. I wonder where they <laughs> get that name from. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm.
1: It's okay. We're all learning together, Melissa.
0: No, that's really dumb. You know, it's one of those things that you just don't ever think about. And then you think about it and it blows your mind because you're like, why didn't I ever think about that? (laughs) So obvious.
1: So they literally like name everything after him. People start writing stories about him. And one of the things that they name after him is Washington Cake. Um, there's also as you mentioned like Martha Washington's recipes become legendary cookbooks are published like mm-hmm. um, there's also Washington pie which is different from a Washington cake too.
0: I mean well pie and cake are two completely
1: different things so obviously well yeah <laughs> but at this time at this like a pie was actually like a multi-layered cake like no it that doesn't
0: make any sense England the... had hand pies <laughs> stop it
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> um, and then by the time uh, 1862 comes around there's a book that's published called The Market Book um, and they actually credit Mary Simpson as being the first person to coin the phrase Washington Cake. So I want to talk a little bit about Mary Simpson. There's not a lot of information known about her other than what I'm about to tell you. Um, She is widely believed to be one of George Washington's former slaves. Um, oh man
0: I was getting excited because I thought you were going to say mistress. And I was like, girl, get it. And then you said slaves, I mean, and it really brought yeah. me down.
1: Yeah, I mean, she might have been
0: raped. Well, right. That's not a mistress, a mistress. I know <laughs> a mistress requires no, I know. Choice. <laughs> it
1: requires choice. Yeah. So here's the, here's the kind of like wild thing. So she so she's credited with the creation of this cake. Um, when she dies, the there's like an actual um obituary that's published. Um, that calls her Mary Washington because she became so synonymous with this cake and with having um, been enslaved by the Washington households. Um, But she lived in New York City, and she ran a small store after she was freed where she sold milk, butter, eggs, and baked goods. Obviously, she was black, and she had been born into slavery. And according to Mary, she was enslaved at Mount Vernon, and then Washington brought her with him to New York City where he was sworn in as president. And then when the Capitol relocated to Philadelphia, he opted to free her from slavery. And that's when she was able to start her little store. Um, she had a house that she owned in New York oh, and wow. the store was on the um ground level of it. So this, according to
0: this oh, thing, sorry, this bothers me so much about the whole slavery thing where it's like, oh, it was just, you know, the 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 thoughts at the time and like everybody was racist or whatever, but like There was this actual, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like cognitive dissonance where certain slaves would be freed. So in order to free a slave, there has to be something inside you that says that this person deserves to be free. I want them to have like a better life. I want them to be free. While at the same time, keeping other people shackled and not it's just like baffling to me like that right so you're admitting that that one person is a human that deserves rights and freedom but then this other person who is exactly the same doesn't
1: right no part
0: of part of the reason too
1: why hamilton at this point gets so much flack from his um political counterparts is that he is anti-slavery he never owned slaves Right. Um, and he's very vocal about that. And there's a couple other people who are considered founding fathers of, of the country who are very vocal about being anti-slavery. Well, and there's and a huge difference.
0: A yeah, there's a huge difference between being racist and then being pro-slavery. Like, I'm not saying that right. people being racist is okay. But I'm willing to say that pretty much everyone at the time was racist unless they were a staunch abolitionist. Right. Um,
1: and so, even John- a lot of
0: abolitionists were racist. So, like. But it's like oh, yeah, it, it's a separate issue.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think I mean I part of the reason why I find Hamilton so interesting too is that at this point John Hamilton or not John John Hamilton, god damn it, John Adams calls Hamilton um um he like really hates him. Um and he writes like a scathing letter after um after Hamilton decides not to endorse him for presidency. Um but he like calls Hamilton a racial slur in the letter. <laughs> Nice. Um nice. implying that Hamilton's um uh lineage mm. was not purely white. Mm. Um but yeah, I mean Hamilton grew up in the
0: um I'm oh, sure I'll learn all about it in the yes, fucking play. You'll learn all about it. <laughs> but he
1: um. he uh grew up in the Caribbean. Um so and it, oh okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um y'all gonna yes, be so yes, disappointed when I uh when I watch it, and then I don't get mad about your references anymore. I'm gonna be happy because what's gonna be left? We'll make more? What's gonna be what's left gonna... on this show if I'm not mad about Hamilton references? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll find something, I'm sure.
0: Okay. All right. So, so back to Mary Simpson. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, like I said, she claims that she um, was an enslaved person who belonged to George Washington. That he freed her when he moved from New York City to Philadelphia, but he brought her to New York City from Mount Vernon. So after Washington's death, her cakes become so famous because everybody's like Washington crazy at this point. It's like the Beatles. Like they're like, oh, Washington, we love you. Ah. <laughs> um. So people would line up around the block to purchase a Washington cake in commemoration of the founding father.
0: Oh and God, she I would love make that so much.
1: Yeah. She would make a big, <laughs> point about making them every year on his birthday which is february 22nd so this is a quote from the the market book um she never forgot her old master's birthday nor did she want her friends or patrons to forget it as that day was above all the holidays with her and she kept it most faithfully by preparing Mm -hmm. a very large cake which she called washington cake once Mm -hmm. a favorite of washington a large quantity of punch and then old uh, fashionable drink and hot coffee these were nicely arranged upon a large table, then against the wall hung an old portrait of Washington, and near it displayed a small leather trunk on which was marked the initials GW made in brass nail heads, both of which have been given to her by Washington himself. So, so there's all this folk like this lore about this. I'm sorry. So, but he So f- I I have a theory.
0: Oh, here's a gift. It's me. It's my fucking <laughs> initials for you to hang on your wall. Yeah. Be happy! So, I freed you, Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> so, here's the the thing. Uh-huh. There's no record <laughs> of a Mary being and being in Washington's household in New York City. She's wait, not what? one of the seven slaves it's taken from Mount Vernon. I think she made the whole fucking thing up. It oh was like she's just really but fucking
0: wait. smart. Yeah, I was gonna say, wait, she was a person of color, though, right? Yeah, she was a person of color, but I think she was just really fucking, fucking smart baller. and like. Yeah, I'm just going to make
1: this shit up and I'm going to make bank. I'm going to that- prove
2: it. Right. Oh, my God. Oh
0: my God. So there's only
1: there's only one indication of a slave that was owned by Washington named Mary. And she was an 11 year old girl who was freed in Mount Vernon. So there's a chance it might be her. But also Mary was like a super fucking common name at this time. Yeah. So there is no Mary in the because it's fucked up that we kept records of people like they were property because sure.
0: yeah, they yeah, yeah. at this point. Yeah,
1: like that's property. the census, you know. Yeah. So there's no record house, uh, r- household records of an enslaved woman named Mary at the oh New, New York God. City household. Yes. I'm like pounding the table, so I'm sorry if you guys can hear it because I'm like so, like I was as I was doing this research, I was like bullshit. I think she was just a really fucking smart lady who took advantage of a nation mourning,
0: and made a shit ton of money. I love it. That's... So I thought before. Oh, people are think she, thinking she has this reverence for him, right? But really, she's just right. cashing in. Which good for fucking her, like yeah. that she can cash in on her trauma. But like the, I mean, obvious. It, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so like fuck yeah. you, y'all think I'm lesser? I'm less than? Well, I'm gonna make a fucking boatload of money off of your stupid white asses. Yep. Because you're just willing to believe anything. Oh, my God. I hope that's true. That's I what I hope. So much. I mean, I, also... I, have,
1: I literally have no evidence to support that other than the <laughs> fact that there is no Mary on the I... list of, of quote unquote property, right. which is so fucked up for me to say out loud.
0: But, you know, I, like the... I also love the idea that she could have been a slave and then also cashed in
1: like yeah. that's yeah. also yeah.
0: awesome. Like both are awesome. Yes. But I also like your conspiracy theory quite a bit. Yeah. And I think she we was... should have more. <laughs>
1: yeah she was best friends with sojourner truth too so like mm. i like and she was an abolitionist so it would be really weird it's really weird to me that someone would have such reverence for someone that literally fucking owned them
0: yeah like and well, like that's why i, I mean, was thinking oh she's just cashing in yeah you know so
1: yeah Either, 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 she uh, lied or was enslaved as a, as a younger child and just cashed in, or she was telling the truth but still cashed in. I either don't way, believe she's a fucking for one baller. second, yeah, that she really loved Washington. What's
0: your name, Mary Simpson. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, Mary Simpson was a fucking baller.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, one thing that really enraged me through my research is that on Wikipedia, Mary Simpson's page. Uh-huh. has her name. and then parentheses next to it says house servant uh, um right? I'm sorry right. it's well, the, like I understand there's probably more than one Mary Simpson, but she was an enslaved person. She was yeah. not a house servant implies some sort of agency over her like situation. oh
0: yeah, there it is Mary Simpson in parentheses house servant.
1: yeah, oh. so
0: that's fucked up. But
1: so Washington cake, as we know it, as it being like a like an infamous dessert, which is essentially like a fruit cake Mm -hmm. um, or a spiced cake with usually with currants or dates in it. um, That was made famous by this woman because whether um, on purpose or inadvertently, she took advantage of the craziness that ensued after George Washington died because everybody wanted something named after him. So like I want like I in my mind I hope that like she like made that thing that had his initials on it and just yes. like found a portrait somewhere.
0: <laughs> like that's what I want to happen. Is it well, sure to it just such like a up this sh- idea? Like shitty thing for someone to do. Like I give one of y- like you guys a gift and it's my fucking initials and I say, here you go, you can put these on your wall. Like what? Yeah. You can put them right. under my portrait. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So Mary Simpson is the real fucking hero. You really buried the lead on this one. It took a I long did. time to get here, and then you just <laughs> busted the conspiracy theory of like our our entire country's time on earth. <laughs> That's it's just totally hey, worth that's it.
2: That's here for. It was worth
1: it. That's what here for. It is, There's for also sure. important information about the Constitutional Convention in there that I wanted yeah, to include.
0: <laughs> that's not food. I don't care about that. Can I eat it? I,
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bones.
0: That's good stuff. I like that. That really uh, threw me at the end there. <laughs> uh, unless you have more, I, I always assume that's you're it. done. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, that's good. And normally no. you are, but she hmm. winds a good tale
1: wow yep mary simpson mary simpson cheers to her yeah jesus christ i'm just now seeing because i had my notes up what you put in the chat
0: (laughs) (laughs) i've been i've I've been on a wild ride this episode oh Oh, i don't get i don't see the chat at all oh Oh, you don't no
1: i was posting these to nobody you can click on the There's um, a little talk bubble. Oh, oh, I'm seeing. Yeah. Okay, hold it's on. It says open conversation. I yeah.
0: heard you <laughs> giggle. I heard you giggle when I posted and I thought, "Oh, she saw my chat." Now, you're just giggling at nothing. <laughs> I'm sure I was giggling at something. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah. yeah. John Adams looks like a little bitch.
1: John Adams was short and everybody hated him. Like James so.
0: Gandolfini looks. Are, it's not James. That's Gandolfini. not James Gandolfini. I, I wanted to correct you earlier, but that. <laughs> like James Gandolfini's dead. What yeah. is his name? Paul Giamatti. Oh yeah. my Paul god, Paul Giamatti. Different Italian name. Way to be racist, Melissa. It's not. It's a. It's a nationality, not a racist. No, I just got names mixed up.
1: <laughs> Might as well call us mozzarella.
0: Oh my, god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god is mozzarella even actually italian
1: uh yeah the so have i never told you the story of how i bought um a bunch of 1940s batman serials on dvd for you- for jake and they all of the villains were japanese or italian in it because it was uh-huh. during world war ii uh-huh. and and all of the Italians had last names like provolone or mozzarella, and I was just like, "What the fuck? <laughs> Your racism can't even be creative." What about really? the Japanese ones? Oh, it was like white people like with tape on their eyeballs to like. No, make-
0: I know, but like, what were their horrible. names? Did they I not can't... even get names? They were. They just like yelled. It was like, like wonton and
1: yeah. Well, it was like even, ju- that's was, not like, even. Name. it was gibberish. like it bad. sounded like gibberish like it didn't sound like you know what i mean like i, I get think it. they didn't even try hard to enough to research this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i have to be honest here for a second you said yeah. i bought i bought a bunch of batman cereals and i was just like i did I didn't. <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah i
0: thought <laughs> oh cereal yeah that's Ooh, delicious
2: like, like wrong like kind of cereal like berry
0: or, that says that like blueberry? Blueberry? or like <laughs> cereals amy <laughs> How old are you? I was
2: just going to say. <laughs> Were you listening to it over the talkies?
1: <laughs> I'm going to spit out my fucking water. <laughs> this is laughing so
2: hard. <laughs> oh my God. Forgive oh. me for using
1: the most Be- accurate me. language available to me to describe <laughs> what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs>
0: oh god all right (laughs) i gotta say i gotta commend you for getting through um all of that material in uh in a small amount of time it's still too long no 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 no. because we were recording for a while before like you're good Mm. you did a good job you did 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 a really good job it was me that made it long really (laughs) out of control this episode (laughs) off the rails Oh, God, man. I'm oh, drinking boy. my fucking rum punch. You leave me alone. It's fucking, uh, what's her face's favorite medicine flavor? Martha. Mary, <laughs> Mary, no, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. She takes the cough medicine and she goes, mmm, rum punch. I can't roll my R's, so I can't mm. say what she actually said.
2: I don't know. Can, can
0: any of you, this is not, we should really be ending the episode. Can either of you roll your R's? Nope. No. Yeah, me neither. Okay, well, three white women that can't roll our R's. All right. Yeah. (laughs) We should write someone about this. Very disappointing. It is. I get it. I know. People do it and I get so jealous. I can't even whistle, so.
1: You can't whistle? Not like a normal whistle. I can only do this really weird high-pitched whistle through my two front teeth that sounds like a hawk call. Oh, my
0: gosh, I love that, though. (laughs) The whistling through your teeth thing—that's such a like um, Andy Griffith thing oh, that makes yeah, me like sure. makes me think of like Norman Rockwell, like you know. That's probably Yay. not great. That's like white America, <laughs> like yeah. Anyways, all right, we should really end this. Yeah, so we should. Thank, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, <laughs> bye. Bye. Guys, <laughs> <I> suck. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Drunk Dish. For recipes and more, please visit DrunkDish.com. If you like what you hear, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Apple Music. You can also follow us on Twitter at DrunkDishPod and Instagram at DrunkDish. And again, thanks for listening.